ones that you just oh. and you he walks in a room and it's just like ah! <laughs> no jackie i don't remember that at all Support for Show Me Yours podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in below-the-waist grooming. You know, Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Don't I know it. (laughs) Manscaped recently launched the Ultimate Hygiene Bundle for the man in your life. That's a performance package. All right, help him join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, Flashers. That's 20% off and free worldwide shipping when you use the code SHOWMEYOURS at manscaped.com. Now, if my math is correct, that's about 8 million clean-shaved balls we're talking about that's here. incredible. Right? You know, you never want to get yourself into a sticky situation when you go down on a fella and you're faced with just a, a, a face full of hairy balls, you know? Don't Is I know it? it? Absolutely. <laughs> and if you're going down there and you already find a sticky situation plus hairy balls, then exactly. what are you what kind of person are you dealing with? Yeah. You're with somebody that deals with manscaped, you're not gonna have that. Exactly. You know, the f- performance package four by Manscaped has arrived and obsessed is an understatement. You know, inside this package you'll find the lawnmower four trimmer, the weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver ball deodorant. Crop Reviver toner. They both smell fantastic. Uh, they do. And the Performance Boxer Briefs, so comfy. And a travel bag to hold his goodies or yours if you steal it. Hey. <laughs> you know, this Lawnmower 4.0, it's the, it's the future of grooming. And dare I say, the greatest ball trimmer ever? I've used a lot of them. I've used a lot of them and... Um, you know what I mean? To the point where, like, some of them just don't even have the power to really get through. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The, the dense brush that I'm dealing yeah, with, right? It yeah. just gets clogged up and rah, and mm-hmm. then just kind of grinds to a halt. That is the worst. Sometimes um, there's uh, ones that just have a little bit, like, too much too much razzle-dazzle going on. Mm-hmm. Everything here is utilitarian. You need it. You exactly. use it. Exactly. You know, and you put it away and it looks good. Yeah, and ladies, it's so good. I'm thinking of getting one for myself. Uh, Their fourth-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. It's waterproof and also has a 400K LED spotlight for a more precise shave. So say goodbye to his hairy mess on the bathroom floor and sink. You know, Manscaped even threw in two free gifts in their performance package, the boxers and the shed travel bag. These boxers are so comfy, ladies. I was wearing them to bed. I know. (laughs) They're super comfortable. Yeah, Yeah, not just for him. And (laughs) And bring his comfort and boxers to another level. You know, it's time to take care of the man you love. So go to manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping with the code Show me yours. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code show me yours at manscaped.com. Unlock his confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Shave your balls. <laughs> Welcome back to Show Me Yours with Jackie and Johnny, everybody. I'm Jackie Agnew. And I'm Johnny DeVito. First solo episode in the new house. Isn't this yeah. exciting? Yeah. This yeah, is very cool, nice. you know? It's very cool. I think that um, it's about time that we get back on track because we've been kind of chilling. We've been kind of relaxing. Yeah. It's almost been a little vacation mode for Show Me Yours. A little staycation. It's been very nice. <laughs> it's been very nice, but now it's back to work. Yeah, right? yeah. Right? I'm a hack. None of my jokes work. You know what <laughs> I mean? we got to get new episodes out there. we got to get yeah. new jokes out there. we got to keep <laughs> things rolling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Though our last episode was a bit of a throwback. And not even just the location, but it was also uh, before we got the new camera too oh yeah, yeah everything yeah. about that was different that was um you know that w- i mean what the like the the origin story yeah, you know what i mean yeah. from back in the day which was very cool to let that episode kind of see the surface yeah to see yeah. the light of day but it did also give us a week to sit around and not do anything exactly that and was uh, uh, well there was a reason why we had to release that episode on that particular 
Yes, day. there was. Yes, there was. Yes, there was. Should we talk about it? Sure. Should we let the people know? Talk about it? <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's something that needs to be said. Um, I am not uh, professional mm-hmm. anymore. Right. You know what I mean? In the sense of uh, in the sense of the culinary arts, in the sense of the cookings, mm-hmm. you know, in the world. But I still have like the knowledge of another day. Yeah. You know what I mean? I still um, I carry with the, me these lessons, you know, right. that I've learned, mm-hmm. you know, even on my travels. Right. Yeah. So I figured, you know, that I could uh, I could recreate a dish mm-hmm. uh, stuffed mushroom cap that I used to serve to the public. Right. A long time ago. And I shouldn't have served that even to myself. <laughs> that was uh, it. Tasted, tasted a little, little, little like the ocean. Yeah, a little. A like little it's a little heavy on the crab. I think is what you said when. Yeah, uh, a little crab when heavy. When I inquired, definitely, <laughs> definitely. And it wasn't like crab heavy in a good way. That you're yeah. like, oh, look at how much crab is in this. How like, much delicious crab mm, is in here? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that wasn't the case. So uh, my body was on fire, and then. Um, my blood, my butt sang symphonies. Yeah, the crab was uncooked. Yes, as it, was. it turns out. Yes, it was. <laughs> it was not brought up to temp. No, <laughs> no. Apparently, you want it. You want to reach an internal temperature when cooking meats, Jackie. You're a vegan. You wouldn't understand these kind of things, right? But you know, a fellow like me who does live in the world that uh, you know, I mean, I eat things that if I undercook them, that could potentially take my life. Apparently, mm-hmm. yeah. That's what it seemed like. Well, for 31 years, Jackie, my stomach's just been a dumpster fire. Right. You know, and um, I've just been able to put anything on top of it. Mm-hmm. And never really had an issue, never really thought twice, right? Because right. I live with that kind of reckless abandon. Right. You know what I mean? But now I'm an old man. Yeah. I'm approaching 32 here pretty soon. I mean, yeah. you know, I guess that's not, you know, old con- considering, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, um, like the rest of the world, right? But if right. you if you look at me, because I'm a renaissance man. Right. You know what I mean? I'm an old-timey fella. Ravi said that when I was on Dime. Right. I don't know if that's the what renaissance man means. Oh, well, <laughs> Jackie, I'm out here just saying what I feel. You know what I mean? And if, to me, renaissance man means, like, of a bygone era. Man, man of the renaissance exactly. era. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and in the renaissance era, you only lived, like, 30-some-odd years or some shit, right? Sure. So, like, in that... <laughs> Um, you know what I mean? In that vein, I think that when I was like acting out when I was a teenager, that was mm-hmm. like my midlife crisis. Right. You know what I mean? Had any yeah. of these people known? Yeah. Right. But nobody really thinks about me like that. Right. Yeah. Because, um, you know, which is which is fine. Yeah. You know, right. I'm not out here looking, you know, what I mean, for any sympathy or anything like that. But it's like what people don't really realize is that, you know what I mean? The genius isn't going to be here for too long. Because he eats undercooked crab <laughs> that he serves to himself. Mm-hmm. He's a fucking idiot. <laughs> but, uh, you know, all that morbid talk aside. Yeah, it's a valuable PSA. Uh, you can't, canned crab meat isn't like canned tuna. No. You can't just like eat it as is. You're you going to want to cook that shit. You're going to want to cook it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and don't just put it in a mix and like mm-hmm. put it into a, like yeah, a, a hot oven and expect it to get up to temperature. That way, yeah. I mean, maybe you could... Because I don't know. I'm not going to mm, give yeah. anybody any advice. Yeah. Because I clearly don't have it anymore. I'm not the guy <laughs> to give it. Like, I normally, I would sit down with somebody and I would give you like a detailed 30 mm. minute, you know what I mean, instruction, how yeah. step by step of how to make these things. Now, I'm just going to say good luck. Maybe it like had something to do with the fact that it's like mixed with cream cheese. Like, maybe that medium whatever was like uh in the crab that needed to be like cooked off it like mixed with the cheese so even if like the whole inside therefore would need to had been raised the the whole thing would have to come up to whatever temperature that would be there to kill that bacteria exactly which you can't achieve in (coughs) a when you're just like baking it pretty much to like melt the cheese yeah it was just kind of like warming it through basically yeah yeah not a good call yeah not not a good call on my part but you know what i mean you live you learn you laugh you cry yeah Yeah. so (laughs) that's um you know i'm so i mean i'm I'm okay with that right but we we're we're here now we have a new lease on life yeah and Uh, while hey while you're here why don't you uh hit that subscribe button oh yeah that's just right down there mm-hmm. or one of these places it's so somewhere um yeah hit that like button leave a comment uh, hit that little bell uh so you get notifications when we upload new videos which we do every monday uh for the most part we fell off a bit uh this last month oh we're back we now they can expect us back on the full uh yeah yeah we're back on sketch mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um last week's episode came out on time yep. so we're we're, we're r- we've back been back track. we've been back yeah, we've been back um and yeah follow us on instagram uh like us on facebook share us uh in your instagram stories or just like with your friends word of mouth 
Uh, follow us on TikTok, rate us, uh, and review us on Apple Podcasts and oh on yeah. Spotify. You can rate podcasts on Spotify now. Um, just wherever you're listening, do what you can do. Uh, it's helpful. Do the diligence. You mm. know what I mean? And as always, if you want to see us um, live, then come to King's Head Pub in Kitsilano if mm-hmm. you're in the Vancouver area. And come uh, mm-hmm. come chop it up with us. Hang yeah, out. every Tuesday mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. Uh, 8 p.m. We always have the ticket link in the description. Uh, so wherever you're listening, if you want to come hang out in person, we are there every Tuesday mm. at uh, 8 p.m. doing doing comedy. And we always have great lineups for you guys. And so, uh, yeah, if you enjoy comedy, if you enjoy this podcast, uh, why don't you come on out and let us know that you're fans of the pod. Hell yeah. That you're flashers. That'd be awesome. Just, or just come up to us and, like, flash us and we'll know. That would be sweet. Yeah. That would be sweet. It would be cool because mm-hmm. I wouldn't know off the top. Like, we yeah. say that now, but nobody's ever done that before, and yeah. I wouldn't fucking get it r- oh. immediately. You know what I mean? I'd be more like... It'd probably take a second. I'd be like, balls of my court here. Yeah. <laughs> Jackie said, I can't fuck any of these guys. This is <laughs> so, you know what I mean? If you want to see me get confused, mm-hmm. then, you know what I mean? Come and just, uh, you know, show us your shit. Yeah, yeah. Just whip it out. I agree. You know, I think that um, the, the, the people need... Um, uh, boldness, mm-hmm. you know what I mean in life. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Just put your best, uh, put your best foot forward. Uh, so we have uh, a fun album for you guys today. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, fun, Jackie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fun. Uh, but before we get into that, we have a, a story to delve into. What do we got this week, Jim? Uh, so as you know, the the w- there have been heat waves all over worldwide. Oh, I we thought it was just menopause. Was that the... I mean, that too. Is the world warming up? The world is warming. According uh, to who? Here in Vancouver, we had... Uh, Jesus, Emma just fucking dropped the mic again. I, What's going on I with have you? no idea. My right hand is losing motor function. <laughs> or I'm just like getting lazy with my mic my mic holding. Jackie, you can't get lazy <laughs> with the mic grip, especially yeah. on an album like this. So we're yeah. doing today. You're coming here with yeah. some limp wrist fucking <laughs> mic grip bullshit. No, 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 no. That's not how we're playing it today. Uh, um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, here in Vancouver last summer, we had record, record heat waves. Mm-hmm. It was disgusting. Yeah, was I wasn't very happy. My, um, well, I mean, you remember my bedroom window mm-hmm. faced, uh, faced east, and the mm-hmm. sun rises in the east, apparently, according to mm-hmm. science. And um, yeah, we were reaching the degrees of like 35 before mm-hmm. like at like 6 a.m yeah, and for any american gross. listeners that's like way too fucking hot yeah like 100 or something i don't it's, know it's i don't know it's it's, it's, it's too bad yeah, yeah it was bad hey gross. but i mean i'm sure they'd live on earth like they were here in the summer yeah exactly i'm sure wherever you live you probably had a pretty hot summer yeah um which you know it's not good for humans uh it's not good for any of the creatures on the planet as it turns out it is catastrophic for male bees. Oh, word. So what's happening uh, with these male bees is that colonies are uh, exploding and then ejaculating to death. And then their penis, the size of their abdomen, will uh, explode out of their stomachs post-mortem. Okay, Jackie, now you're saying this, like, <laughs> this is like an epidemic that's affecting bees everywhere? Is this like a... It's due to the heat. Due to the heat, yeah. so one... So this doesn't happen normally when bees die. Okay. Yeah. So, first of all, bees can ejaculate. Well, I guess bees can ejaculate. That's how they well make more bees. Yeah, right? that's the purpose. This is really the only purpose of male bees. They don't collect honey or anything. Their purpose is to fuck the, the queen sure. and produce more bees, and then they die. Okay. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, if that's what you're... You know, some some people just born to fuck. Yeah. Right. And um, and I get that, and I respect that. If that's what you're um like said to do here on this earth, but if I was to be found dead, mm-hmm. right, and um, so your penis explodes through your abdomen. It says it's the size of their abdomen, now what which I assume it's like stored up in there because you don't see like bees just hanging. Well, that's what they say. That's, that's an old classic. Um, I, I got a, I got a, I got a twelve inch uh, dick if you measure from the belly button or if you measure right. from like the yeah what is it the, the, the thing from the inside right but mm-hmm. the um like the idea of me being found mm-hmm. right post-mortem yeah horrific yeah right nobody wants to go that way yeah right now imagine if you had a choice right right somebody's gonna be like okay now you can go peacefully in your sleep yeah 
or yeah. your dick can explode out ten times bigger than it normally is, mm-hmm. and you could just bust everywhere. Yeah, and that's the way they're gonna find you. I mean, that's pretty crazy. Would like, you would, would you tuck me in? No. Would you tuck <laughs> me in, or would you just let him know? <laughs> would you let him know that's how that's how Johnny got down? That's how your man did it. Because I'm serious yeah. about this. Like, I mean, uh, we've just been watching. We've been watching Love is Blind and all this stuff and all mm-hmm. these people have red flags, but I'm starting to think like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Do you um, do you let your man live the way that he lived mm-hmm. after death? Right. Right. Or do you tuck mm-hmm. me in? I would I would and let it all uh, hang out. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I would maybe clean up a little bit. What? So, uh, if <laughs> I came buckets, like finally, you're just going to clean that shit up. You're just going to well, have a yeah. little bit of semen on the like just a little <laughs> drop on the floor. <laughs> Forensics is going to know. Forensics is going to be like, they're going to walk in and smell it. And they're going to be like, there was way more cum here. <laughs> there was way more cum here but just a minute ago. How else am I supposed to remember you? Nice. <laughs> nice. Well, if you're going to bottle some and take it well, with you, yeah. then that's rad. Okay, sorry. No, I had no idea. I thought you were just going to fucking paper towel up my last deposit and no, throw it in the fucking no, garbage. No, no. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck that. You know, so like, uh, well, there's a, there's a lot of... Uh, I mean, that's been kind of like an age-old question for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. Autoerotic asphyxiation. Sure. Right? So mm-hmm. you find, uh, you know, a lot of people have been found hanging and stuff, right? right? Now, what you do in that situation is up to you. It's up to maybe, you know, how your friend wants to, how mm-hmm. you think your friend would want the world to view them and stuff, right? Right. Because there's too many times where somebody that's just chilling, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Maybe um, maybe, maybe their masturbatory efforts, um, yep. you know, have have... Maybe he's got needs now, right? That just right. like a regular spank session can offer, right? And if you yeah. have to go further down that rabbit hole, um, you know, for any flashers out there, I would recommend that you maybe go to something that's a little bit, um, you know, less life-threatening. Yeah, a little bit more uh, safe. For sure, uh, for less sure. Less risk of, of mor- mortality, yes, for right? sure. And if you're going to do something like that, if you are going to play a choking game or something like that, have a spotter. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean. Have something yeah, to yeah. like Someone make it make it safe, right? Exactly, as safe as you can. Mm-hmm. But um, a lot of people don't, right? A lot of people want that privacy in that moment. And I, you know, what I mean, fair enough. You, but then that's when accidents happen. Exactly. And then if that's when accidents happen, I think too many people, um, you know, they they talk about male suicide. Nobody's talking about it, mm-hmm. right? Like, what if uh, all the suicides of like. Uh, you know, everybody's trying to put uh, like highlight male mental health, but really, right. all these suicides are just guys just jerking off. Right. So really, we don't need to, you know, don't to need to worry too. It's more about raising awareness. It's for yeah. What we need to do is hire more spotters. Yeah, yeah. Rather than you know what I mean. There's a lot of people out there that are like, um, you know, hey, hey, like phone your friends and check up on them. If I phone my friends and check up on them, I'm mm-hmm. not. They're not going to answer because. They're trying to get that nut off right now right. in a very dangerous way. Right. Right. And you have to respect that. You have to, do, you know, you have mm-hmm. to do your best to, to, you know, to let the. Right. To let the people find their own path. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, nobody wants to see your friend go out like that. Right. So maybe if it's me, that's a different story. Right. But let's mm-hmm. say uh, mm, let's say Kev. Right. Let's say sure. Kev's our, la- our last week's guest. Right. Sure. You see mm-hmm. him just mm-hmm. hovering, dangling like two inches above his wheelchair. Uh, first of all, be like, how did you. How did you do it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I he's so in the wheelchair questions. when he's hanging. Yeah. Well, yeah. One would assume that would be even more crazy. Be but how would sweet. he get the whole set? Why would he get that rigged up? I don't know. Maybe a curb kind of situation yeah. where like he like has to wheel off a curb or something like that. Yeah. We yeah. could ask him about it. He's drinking actually right now. We could probably call him and get him on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. A little <laughs> phone in. A little phone in from Kev. <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah. hammered right now he may called me a goof right before we started filming nice um, <laughs> um you know all that stuff aside so if mm. you see a guy like kev right a motivational speaker yeah you know what i mean somebody with uh you know with all these um uh all this kind of like positive outlook on life uh-huh. kind of comes in there right and i mean mm-hmm. you know somebody let's get serious right yeah if you're gonna if you had a if you had a like, comedian suicide pool yeah is he on the list I mean, he would definitely be in discussion. Right. He wouldn't so, be left out of the discussion. Right. So sure. Kev's mm-hmm. just over there, right? He's, you know, he's mm-hmm. dangling somehow from an apparatus that he's set himself up. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming pulley systems or something like I that, was right? Just gonna say, and he's yeah. just tugging away, right? Mm-hmm. Just having a good old Kev time. Yeah. Something goes drastically wrong, and mm-hmm. then you find him. Yeah. Right? How do you remember him? Do you remember him as the. The sexual Adonis mm-hmm. that he is. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Adonis means, but it came to my head. I think it's like a Greek god. Fuck type yeah. Thing? The sexual Adonis that, yeah. that, 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 yeah. <laughs> that Kevin Von Helvet is. Yeah. Or do you tuck him back in and then let everybody ask the question and be like, fuck, I didn't know he was so sad? Um, yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. I would think, um, I mean, the thing is that you would want to, I think the 
reason why most people would kind of cover it up is that you want them to have some dignity in of their course. death and you think about the families of course do the families need to know that but what is more painful than knowing it's like a horrific accident yeah. uh or th- uh believing that they were that depressed without your knowledge See, you're taking y- that um you're taking all that into your own hands mm-hmm. right when like as a friend when you walk into that room you see that situation and you make that decision yeah technically don't really think that's your decision to make and yeah. also it's like illegal to mess with a dead body before investigation will kind of get there and stuff like that yeah, but in a situation I, I like look, this yeah they probably let it slide for a dick tuck Maybe, yeah, to just tuck it in. Yeah, I don't think anyone would need to know. If they asked, like, why are your fingerprints on on his dick, you'd be like... like, he's my best friend. Yeah. (laughs) Your Honor, your fingerprints aren't on your best friend's penis right now? (laughs) Yeah. Bring your fucking best friend... Imagine that if you were just in a a courtroom, Mm -hmm. and you had to, like, that was your defense right now, and the judge was like, I'll allow it. Yeah. And (laughs) everybody in the room just starts calling in their best friends, and everybody (laughs) in the room... His best friend's penis has their fingerprints on it. Now, that would be a Spartacus moment. That would be. Right? Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know what I mean? That's just like, you know, in a, in a perfect world, right? I think right. that, uh, like, in a judi- judicial system, they're always going to want to point the fingers, you know, at the accused rather than, right. you know, bring their own best friend's penis in for, uh, you know, for forensic. For, for questioning, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> bring a dick in for questioning. <laughs> I was imagining it sitting at the table like a little bruised up. like mine is bruised up but he's a bad dude right he's not saying shit fuck you man i'm only talking to one person over here because he gets a pussy over here i ain't talking to nobody that's what my dick said but do you think um like who (laughs) it'd be funny if like your dick was a snitch like lou Mm -hmm. like our uh, couple a couple episodes ago Mm -hmm. yeah 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 our friend lou i don't think that like but i just i kind of picture his penis being like high pitched in the squealer Right, like if we ever, Lou, if, if we you're ever, listening. Lou, Lou, you got to be listening. If you're not listening, like we're not going to tell you this is happening. You're going to yeah, have to come yeah. back to you're this. You're going to have to address us directly about this uh, if you are listening. Hell just yeah, so we know. Like <laughs> if you're at a gangbang and everybody knows that there's like, um, you know, like uh, like court cases are pending and you know what I mean, stuff's coming down. The you know somebody's mm-hmm. dick is talking to my dick. Like we got to get it's Lou out of like here. Let uh, that dick's gonna squeal. It's like uh, you know the Quidditch balls, the like sque- squelcher or squealer or whatever that comes out and it's like. <laughs> And you know, what <laughs> the Quidditch balls in Harry Potter? There's the the, the gold the one. There's the snitch. And then there's like the that's the that's Lou's dick. Yeah, no, no, the <laughs> ones that come out and they're like, <laughs> and they like go up in the. In oh, those the ones air. that they're bashing the with the clubs and shit. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know they were squealers. <laughs> the ones that you just oh. and you he walks in a room and it's just like. <laughs> no, Jackie, I don't remember that at all. You sh- recently showed me eight or nine or ten Harry <laughs> Potter movies. Maybe I wasn't thinking about the Quidditch balls. What's the thing in Harry Potter? It might be the book where uh, the like uh, monster book where you open it and it just starts like screaming. It might be the book I'm thinking about. It's either a Quidditch ball or a book where uh, it just starts like screaming and you have to... <laughs> <laughs> and you have to and you have to close it before okay i'm thinking like pink I'm floyd imagining. the wall kind of situation like that. yeah is. that's how i imagine lou's penis oh. is that like as soon as it's out of its cage it's just like oh i see what you're saying i see what you're saying okay and then you gotta slam it shut you have to slam it in the door <laughs> yeah you have to slam it in the door frame yeah lou's, lou's got that kind of dick that you have to slam in a car door two or three times or whatever before before you could really get down to brass tacks and, <laughs> and reason with it. <laughs> he has to, like, warn someone whenever he's going to, like, like hook up with a lady friend for the first time. He's, like, about to take his, his, his drawers off. Yeah. And he's like, all right, I, I got to warn you about something. It's nothing crazy, but, like, my dick does this thing. Where, <laughs> where it screams. fucking squeals and shit. Like I know it's weird, but like at a full moon, I have to tie it to the radiator yeah. just for the. But the I have this safety. baseball bat, and you just gotta hit it a couple times, and then it like calms down and behaves normally as a penis should. 
but this is what you <laughs> this is like the initial reaction every time but nobody's ever seen it scream before so like technically this just might be unlocking like a, mm -hmm. a true fetish that lou has where he's like <laughs> i can't really do this unless you kick me in the balls two or three times <laughs> which i mean like we don't kink shame over here at show me yours i think yeah, like, yeah that's that's all you, good lou. we don't yeah. we don't judge you for no. needing to be hitting the balls with a baseball bat now because that you're lou albany definitely squ squeals yeah <laughs> Like all squealing peen Louie. <laughs> fucking. That's how they know him in the streets. You know what I mean? That's actually how he was introduced to us. Lou, Lou, Lou squealing squeal peen. Lou, Lou squealing peen. Oh, squealing peen Lou over there, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? He's actually an old timey guy. He's like, uh, he's old timey in the sense that, like, I'm old timey, but, like, I'm a Renaissance man. He's like a pirate. Right. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? That's yeah. how he can operate with your facial hair like that. Right. You know what yeah, I mean? And still yeah, like remain yeah. under the radar, mm -hmm. um, which is I think absolutely fascinating. Mm -hmm. But you know, back to uh, back to to to, to bees busting through mm -hmm. um, dicks with their abdomens and stuff like that. I don't understand. So is this like? Does it get like over like a certain like mm -hmm. temperature? Because so we were I watching that so. shit the other day when it drops mm -hmm. below a certain temperature, those sea turtles and shit just like bob up and down and yeah. stuff like that. That was fucking brutal. Turds until they just drowning. dry. Fucking turds out there drowning. Turds are drowning in Texas. You need a warm turd. You gotta warm them up. You gotta Save warm up your turd. turds, of course, right? And if you Save don't, the turds. then you know what? Like mm -hmm. they 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 will actually drown. You know yeah. what I mean? Which is fucking crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, I didn't think that turtles could do, could could drown but okay so like mm -hmm. bees so it's still it's climate change and shit's fucking up yeah so i don't know what the exact temperature is and i think scientists still are trying to figure it out they say they don't know why this happens because as as i said that's not how bees normally die sure so it's weird that uh the heat is causing this um they have some solutions they're trying to like uh they're like coat the hive in like this uh I forget the uh, polyurethane or something like that to try and keep the hive like down a couple degrees so the colonies don't overheat. They make skateboard wheels out of polyurethane. That's weird. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, not um, polyurethane, but definitely urethane. But um, yeah. Here, I'll get the the article up. I was just uh, uh, trying to. You're just operating under the assumption that we could just go off by memory and do, yeah. the, and do a whole segment. <laughs> Bees are explosively ejaculating to death during heat waves. What's explosively <laughs> what's ejaculating to death? I mean, is the fucking gotta be the coolest cause of death. Other than autopsy, yeah. that's the shit. Yeah. The what's black and yellow and ejaculates until it dies during heat waves. <laughs> Proud boy. Yeah. Male bees, it turns out. And scientists, disturbed as they may be, have a solution. <laughs> See, There's one guy that's like, finally, scientists. I told you, I, yeah. to, I told you, madman, that this was going to happen. Saying, these scientists are disturbing, but they have solutions. <laughs> I would love that, like, um, <laughs> as soon as there's any, like, explosive <clears throat> ejaculation, yeah. um, you know, dick pops out of your abdomen kind of, like, um, thing, mm -hmm. and there's just, like, a guy named, oh, that's Gary down the, like, right. you know, we're lucky we got Gary here, because he's right. in a situation. So it says, when the male bees get too hot, they convulse until they explosively ejaculate to death, and a phallus the size of their abdomen bursts from their lifeless body. That's awesome. So they're already dead when the when the dick pops out. Zombie dick, just like, yeah. ah. And then, <laughs> maybe it's just like a last-ditch effort of it trying to, like, you know what I mean, spread the seed or something like that. So it maybe. Does, it has, yeah. like, an alien kind if of, like, chestburster feel, but really there's more, like, mm. um, you know what I mean? Really this is just a... It's it's sad. It's hilarious that it happens at like a thousands of it at a time. Yeah, that and like maybe because like it's the only thing that male bees are good for. If they die prematurely, their body yeah needs to get rid of the 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 dick and the semen yeah. because that's just like what they're born to to do. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, born to run, born to come, born to come. Yeah, and so one solution is to keep the hives cool. A poly polystyrene polystyrene cover. I don't know, um, but yeah. Petroleum so they're trying product. to, and it says, yeah, we don't know why it's happening. Um, what we do know is that the sole purpose of male bees, as far as we understand so far, is to mate with a virgin queen, and they don't really contribute to the hive in other ways. Their only job is to, when they're sexually mature, fly and find the congregation area where all the other boys go and find the queen and chase her in midair. They always die after they mate, 
the ejection of a phallus from their abdomen is unusual. (laughs) (laughs) You know, sometimes when temperatures just gets ticking, right? Like, a lot of people don't understand, like, you know what I mean? The stories just get crazier in August, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Right, that wild. Like you know, you know, school's coming back pretty soon, right? Like you want to get, you know, everything, um, everything out of your system as, as soon as possible. And mm-hmm. like, I mean, if your penis is a part of that system, then you're gonna want to burst it from your abdomen as well. I mean, I guess, yeah. And the the extreme like heat uh, that we were experiencing last summer, your body like is not um, accustomed. I almost to that. died when I came, man. That was fucking ridiculous. <laughs> if you want to like add, uh, like exert a little bit more energy into like. It's dangerous stuff out there. <laughs> I don't think I've ever um, really put my body through anything. Uh, you know what I mean? That's that strenuous. that harrowing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That was. Um, um, well, I mean, it's I, now World War Three is coming and stuff. Like you know, we right. we might have uh, an instance to, like top that. Maybe like a nuclear winter. We might go like on the reverse side of that. But mm-hmm. you know, um, <laughs> even still, like uh, it was a fascinating story. Yeah. Fascinating stuff. Right. You know what I mean? And um, and also pretty cool that. You picked a, a an unrelated bee mm-hmm. article, yeah. In the sense, when today we are talking about none other than the yeah. Wu Tang Killer yes. Bees, yeah. Jackie, what do you know about the RZA, the Jizza, <laughs> you got Inspector Deck, Ghostface Killer, Rake One, the Chef, <laughs> Oh, Dirty Bastard, and of course the Method Man. Well, we There's did watch a Master Killer. There's a bunch of them. We did watch a four part documentary. Yeah, we did. <laughs> so you feel like you know a lot. <laughs> feel like you, you understand the woo? <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> tell me what you tell 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 me your experience with the clan, Jackie. Okay. Yeah. So I started listening to Wu Tang probably in like high school, um, and yeah, kind of not like found them on my. I I don't remember when I first like heard about them. Through pop culture, or whatever. You when somebody's like Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. You're like, yeah, who's the Wu Tang Clan? <laughs> And yeah. what makes them unfuckwithable? Yeah, and kind of like, uh, yeah, just probably <laughs> downloaded their albums off like YouTube or mm-hmm. some shit mm-hmm. like that. Um, but for the most part, I would like read uh, kind of like about the albums and stuff. Um, and when I like went through like each album, uh, but then for the most part, didn't really like get into like the the larger narrative. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. there's a lot going on. Um, well, I mean, like, with the Wu-Tang Clan, I mean, obviously, the the album that we're going to talk today about is, um, like, Enter the Wu-Tang, 36 Chambers, the first um, <laughs> album that they put out, released mm-hmm. on, um, by Loud Records um, mm-hmm. in 1993. That's very important. We'll talk about that. But, I mean, I mean, <laughs> see, now, what you guys need to do is check out the um, documentary on Showtime. If you're fans of, uh, of the Wu-Tang Clan, mm-hmm. then for sure. But if you're fans of good music documentaries as well. Yeah. Um, there's something, yeah, that uh, of you Of mics and men. Of mics and men. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, and um, the... The like the Wu Tang Clan has been this kind of um, like interesting entity in hip hop, you know. Mm-hmm. Like they like they stand for like you know what I mean, like all like wisdom and knowledge and shit like that, right? right? But like when you press play, some of this is like the most like hard, gritty, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Bust your shit open, kind of gangster beats, right? Right, and at the end, like the um, but also like there's um, but it's still like catchy, like it's not like so hard, or maybe it's just because now, like especially with like this album. Um, I've listened to it so many times that it doesn't feel like it's, um, <laughs> like it feels accessible. Like it doesn't feel like it's like off putting, but I mean, oh there are sure. some tracks that are still like, I'm uh, so yes, cheap yeah. and just keep feeding <laughs> yeah. you and feeding you. Yeah. There's some, there's some real shit on this but record. Like, uh, but yeah, I think it's probably just cause I've listened to it so many times, um, that it doesn't feel that way For sure. anymore. Uh, but I still think that there's a lot of like their like their samples and stuff. Like there's a lot of catchy beats. Um, I would say it's like all honestly like more accessible than a lot of like East Coast hip hop, sure. like underground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it has like cool like beats that you can kind of like. Shame on a you know what I mean. Yeah. We, we, we can't even <laughs> say some of the words. <laughs> yeah, just two white people talking about Wu Tang. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought that was gonna be an issue, and um, <laughs> so that's why I feel like I'm gonna be able to talk about the clan mm-hmm. and the thing rather than like the cultural impact or whatever. And like, yeah, not you know the I mean? culture. Yeah, we're not. We're not. <laughs> we're, we're not, not doing <laughs> it for the culture. We're not doing it for the culture. <laughs> we're doing it for 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 us and um mm-hmm. and and because like I do. Um, like hold this group in such like high regard and um, you know for basically everything that they've done in um, like in hip-hop is um, 
groundbreaking and they've mm-hmm. definitely done but like but also it's in like music in general yeah you know what i mean they're some of the few people there's like stories of of the of these guys where um you know they would like sample some unheard of artists and these guys haven't mm-hmm. been um you know they weren't properly paid you know what i mean in motown days and stuff like that and then the rizzo mm-hmm. will come through and you know like put like a check for like fifty thousand dollars in their hand and stuff like that yeah. you know what i mean and actually do like some you know some really cool shit like that and but then there's the other side of the story where Riza has that extra fifty thousand because he's yeah. not paying the fucking guys in the clan. Yeah. But watch of Mike's and men, and we can get into that. But a lot of the, um, um, like the, <coughs> the the impact that this group has on um, hip hop and is like well, obviously it can't really be understated, but it's so fascinating to see. There's fans um, of like of just like rap fans, mm-hmm. friends of mine that I have that. They're either like fans of like hip hop. There's some guys that I know that are just fans of Wu Tang. You know what I mean? Because if you really want to go yeah. in and like explore, no other group has come together in a way where there are nine individuals, and I would say six of them are outstandingly talented and have um, gone on and had successful solo careers. Mm-hmm. You know, based off definitely the strength of you know what I mean, the branding, the imaging, and obviously yeah. the um, you know the like the power of the of the music of the like the Wu Tang Clan as a general, but obviously, um, you know what I mean the like the mystique behind it, yeah. right? Like there's stuff that these guys can do that might not even be that successful or whatever. But if it's attached to a W, yeah. you know what I mean, then a lot of people are going to come out and uh, and support. And there is quality control, yeah, because um they have done something in a way that uh, each member can have their own individual style, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. But everything kind of contributes to the larger. Um, you know, I mean, to the mm-hmm. to the larger brand or the you know the image of of what the Wu Tang Clan is, right? right? And I think that when like there's so many massive um, you know hip hop groups that are there, they're they're acts that you know maybe even have as many members. Something like um, like say like Hieroglyphics um, from out of Oakland and stuff like that. They have like a star power member in there with Del the Funky Homo Sapien and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. no way is that group. I'm not gonna say they're not talented enough, but like they didn't come at the right time. They didn't connect yeah. the same way. You know what I mean? Like the Far Side, even like a Tribe Called Quest and stuff like that. Every there's no um, group that can do what the Wu Tang Clan has done in right. the sense of um, still having members be as big as they and successful as they have been. Right. You know, but we're still kind of like, um, um, you know, like the. I guess it's all the sum. Uh, you know, like you're the sum is, fuck. I'm fucking this whole thing up. You're sorry. What is that? Uh, <laughs> no, but what's that? What's that saying? Like the mm-hmm. you're greater than the, the sum the of your parts. The sum is the sum is greater than the the, than the, the the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's obviously going to be true for um uh for any group, but mm-hmm. there are a lot of um cases where let's say like a group splits up and you know what I mean. It's a little bit mm-hmm. better. This there there's so much going on with this group that they can take little pieces of it, you know, and like um. Raekwon, Ghostface, and Method Man can do an album. Right. And it's fucking fantastic. Yeah, there's like little... There's there's so many different combinations you can have. And it's like interesting. Yeah, just like the sheer volume of members that there are. And Mm -hmm. I think that adds to why they've been so successful because there's so many different combinations. No, like... The songs don't sound the same because they can have, you know, different people taking the the lead each time. So it doesn't sound like just the same group singing every song, though it does. Obviously, they sound cohesive in that way, but Mm -hmm. they can, you know, switch. Yeah, they'll know who sounds better and and like or Mm -hmm. who like um, who sounds good together. And I think that's like the genius of like the RZA kind of like overseeing Mm -hmm. operations or whatever. But um, especially for Enter the Wu-Tang here, you have. Like, the Jizza and Method Man both have their own, like, solo songs on there, which are, like, fantastic. But, like, Cream is one of the, like, the most popular hip-hop songs mm-hmm. of all time, and everybody knows that as a Wu-Tang song, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, really, it's Method Man on the verse, or sorry, on the chorus, and Raekwon and Inspector Tech. Yeah. That's, like, you know what I mean? Just three of a nine-person project, right? Yeah. That is, um, I think, like, the more nerdy you get and the more that you break it down or something, um, you know, you can really start to see who, like, who appears where, and I yeah. mean, obviously, like, you know what I mean, to the, like, the trained ear, you'll, you know, you can know just by, by listening, but um, you can see after, like, 25 or 30 years that mm-hmm. it just doesn't get old because, you know what I mean, like, the, like, the styles contribute so fucking well in, um, in a, and they're all so goddamn, like, unique, mm-hmm. right? There's something about, like, a Staten Island slang or something, and, like, 
you know, the 5%, uh, you know, like religious beliefs and all that stuff they have. There's a way that they talk. There's a way that they dress. There's a way that, yeah. the, the, you know, like their, their slang is still um, like incredibly unique. Yeah. It's still like New York, but it's like yeah. incredibly unique to Staten Island or whatever. Yeah. Well, they like me kind of made their own sort of subculture mm-hmm. there that obviously still exists now. And it's like interesting watching the documentary because I feel like everyone wants to with any like um, musical group, people want to have this idea that everyone it's like all like love like all like peace and love yeah. all the time yeah. like everyone wants to believe that totally. but the uh, when you have nine people um doing something together obviously there's just like the interpersonal dynamics between that many people it's never gonna be it's well like yeah because mm-hmm. you, you in the you know in your heart of hearts you want it to be like there's nothing bigger than the w but it's like yeah, they all got exactly. fucking kids man and houses and exactly. shit so like, like all there's that shit always gonna be shit that comes up but that Absolutely. also makes it more um, but you see, like, at the end of the day, obviously, they all, like, love each other and mm-hmm. stuff. Like, it just makes it more kind of real. Um, Definitely. Yeah, and yeah. For them to, like, to, to be comfortable and kind of airing all that stuff. Oh, that was really cool the way that it was done because, um, you know, to expose the, like, the cracks in your own, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean, in your own camp like that and to, um, you know, to, to come out. And, I mean, I, it's almost like it didn't need to happen, right? Like, Wu-Tang Clan doesn't need to be fucking, like, solidified into um into into music history or whatever this album is like number 20 fucking seven on the 500 of all time and you know what i mean yeah, right? like yeah. all that stuff even coming from out of nowhere fucking debuted at like number 40 on billboard charts yeah. and stuff like that which is you know the definitely um like the the success is um you know like speaks for itself but they've also like managed to maintain like a like enough of mystique, you know what I mean? Enough yeah, mystique totally. enough to sell a fucking million dollar album at auction and stuff to a fucking supervillain. <laughs> yeah, and like when, um, and like also their whole like how it's all like wrapped in like the martial arts movies and shit and like the whole thing. There are some parts when it was like, oh, what does what does like Wu Tang mean or whatever? Yeah. And it was like this whole like convoluted explanation of like very like deep cut like oh, martial yeah. arts oh, like yeah. references <laughs> and shit. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I think if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. You know what I mean? And, uh, I think that that's what like I like draws. I don't know so many like young people to that. You know what I mean? And somebody's uh, you know like the creativity and the ability to uh, you know well, what I mean to make music that's great, but also like the like mm-hmm. the, the higher knowledge, the higher thinking behind. You know what? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like the reasoning behind you're putting all these things together, even if they make no fucking sense to us. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you that's it's why I think so many people who like um love them it's just like such like an elevated level of like fandom because there's so much that you can like go into i have like i oh fuck it they weren't all packed away in boxes but if i pulled all my cds out that Mm -hmm. were like just like wu-tang and wu-tang affiliated and stuff like that um like just off the top of my head inspector deck has an un um underrated album called uncontrollable substances it's fucking fantastic Ghostface Killer on his own has like 15 fucking solo albums. Yeah. Anybody that wants to go and check them out, I'd recommend like Fish Scale, Supreme Clientele, Bulletproof Wallets. Start there and then uh, go Iron Man 2, go Morphish 2. Mm-hmm. Um, like Raekwon, only built for Cuban links. Platinum selling artist, you know what I mean? Yeah. Method Man is like, in my opinion, one of the greatest rappers of all time and just happens to be a member of this group. Yeah, and I, mean? I think now he's kind of almost. Um, oh, he's transcending. He exactly, just won the NAACP um, yeah, exactly. Image Award. Congratulations to him. They're calling him yeah. Cliff. His his regular name now. Yeah, it's like Cliff yeah. Jones, I think Cliff he's Method Man Jones or something. Yeah, he's transcending. He's he's on a it. different level now, absolutely. and he's like pretty. Um, I would actor. say like mainstream now. Oh, like absolutely. I think everyone kind of knows who he you is. Fucking gotta know Method Man, yeah, right? And it's yeah, just, yeah. Like he's got fucking mm-hmm. yeah. He's got so many like quotable lines and stuff like that. He is, mm-hmm. but he's definitely like one of my uh, favorite rappers of all time. And mm-hmm. I think like um, you know, I, it's gonna be like a slow burn. For whatever reason, for him, it's it's mm-hmm. weird. But like at some point, I feel like in the next five years, everybody's going to acknowledge the fact that Method Man's always been like one of the greatest of all time. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, you heard it here first. Fuck yeah, you. Did. We'll <laughs> that. I fucking very sincerely mean that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but then um, you know, then it goes to you know, like even like I think like the the glue in this kind of group or whatever is you have these like unique voices and um you know like guys like the like the jizz or like the genius that mm-hmm. is like neil degrasse tyson knows and like just like yeah. his like level of 
of intelligence is like re- yeah. re- revered in a, mm-hmm. in a world of science. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he actually yeah. is the genius or whatever, which is mm-hmm. hilarious. You well, that's I mean? like the cool part about this album too is the the what the part where they're like breaking down like each of them, each and like up, the absolutely. reason for all of their names. And exactly. Shit. Right? Yeah, and that's like it's why it's like such a good. Um, uh, like debut album. Oh yeah, for them because it's such like a good introduction and it doesn't feel like, all right, time to meet the gang. It's no, like this woven, this like, fucking so album starts off fucking with bring the ruckus and exactly. like Ghostface comes and in. But then they have <laughs> like, like the little hard. kind of like skits in between, yep, but yep. they're just woven seamlessly mm-hmm. into it. But you also like learn about and so then you become more attached totally because you know who all of these people are, yep. you know. Yep. And it's like such like a. <coughs> genius way to do it because if you just come out with this group of nine people and you get if you did this exact album without those kind of little skits interspersed throughout it would still be great but it wouldn't it would be harder to kind of attach yourself to because you would come away being like okay they're fucking awesome but i don't really know totally there's nothing like cohesive or whatever they call them cypher albums and there's a bunch of them that they'll do is just like um like the 80s and the early 90s and shit they'd have these uh these records of like kind of like everybody in the neighborhood or like everybody in a crew and stuff like that. Um, and they were kind of for like almost like for something basically mm-hmm. like bloods and crips had this like banging on wax thing, right. Mm-hmm. Where there was just this, you know, um, a record with maybe like 20, 30 songs on it or whatever, but the amount of, um, of, of artists that were on it was ridiculous. Right. Mm-hmm. So like posse cuts and all these like things that you would, you know, kind of like, uh, that would like always be associated with hip hop albums, you know, maybe even like one like posse cut at the end of the song where mm-hmm. it's like, you know, one guy, maybe like a group or whatever. And then there's just 40 other people on the, on the mic, which is um, like, it's like, okay. And it like, it works and stuff like that, but it's never going to like, you know, do the thing that this thing did. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that you were doing that in that way by like attaching, um, you know, a little bit more meaning behind mm-hmm. it and a little bit of, um, you know, like mystique for sure with, uh, yeah. um, like with just raw beats and like you know samples from movies and stuff like you know what i mean doing something completely different because now that shit is so common mm-hmm. especially in hip-hop yeah you know could you imagine being like um like stretch and bobito doing this uh like radio show in new york and somebody comes with like this mm-hmm. this single right yeah. you know and when you put it on you're like trot, 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 pop. yeah the fuck is going on here right <laughs> it's like oh wait a minute like this yeah. like that's cool as hell and it's uh it's been fucking copied mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like a million times over and um like the wu-tang clan is so goddamn like big that like they're affiliates and stuff like that if you just go as like a tourist through like Times square and stuff like that you'll mm-hmm. just see a dude who's just gonna give you a mixtape and say he's in wu-tang yeah, or affiliated yeah. with one of these people and stuff like that you know what i mean so totally. there's a there's a hilarious um you know uh you just like umbrella the reach kind of um mm-hmm. you know kind of goes beyond to the point where, like, uh, I remember everybody just being at a Roots show and just wearing, like, a Wu-Tang shirt and like, them just acknowledging it. It's like, mm-hmm. every time we're at a fucking show, you know, every time we come up and play for white boys, they're always wearing Wu-Tang shirts. <laughs> 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 you know, so. Um, <coughs> it's just a, somebody did something a little bit different. Yeah. You know, um, that was uh, so fucking raw and so goddamn real. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, really, really, really captured the imagination of me, Jackie. I was just a mm-hmm. boy. If you were to have a name that would like encapsulate you as a person, like Method Man or like Old Dirty Bastard, what do you think it would be? You're asking me just to come up with a Wu Tang name off the top of my head? Donair Dude. Donair Dude? (laughs) (laughs) Bitch. I'm not even Middle Eastern, man. You can't call me. You can't call me Manicotta Manny or something like that. You can't call me. Give me some fucking cool name. Linguini Luigi. Come on, man. Italian. You know, that fucking... <laughs> linguini fella. Yeah, the linguini fella. <laughs> no. No. I'm not fucking... I'm not doing any of that shit. I would probably be like, you know what I mean? Yeah, Dago DeVito or something like that. <laughs> there is a Wu-Tang name generator. I think that's how Childish Gambino got it his It is. Name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I did mine. It was something fucking stupid. <laughs> linguini fella. No, there's nothing linguini. No, it's linguini <laughs> linguistics. You know what I mean? Linguini <laughs> linguistics from the from, <laughs> from that cannelloni captain. You know what I mean? The Dago DeVito, the bell. You know what I mean? The fucking... Um, I don't know whatever you want to call it. That Bucatini bad boy. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's, what, that's, that's what I'm about. I'm about that life. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> What's other names of pastas? Um, well, there's like fusilli. There's mm-hmm. uh, rigatoni. Mm-hmm. Um, linguine. I mean, I don't know what you call like lasagna sheets, but there's like the lasagna <laughs> sheet fucking hitters and shit. The spaghettini. Mm-hmm. Um, lasagna know. lad. 
Huh? Lasagna lad. The lasagna lad? <laughs> Jackie, that's not my fucking... I'm like a fucking superhero that just sucks ass. The lasagna lad? I just show up a fucking... F- Your cape is sheets of lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's more... I, I guess I just suck. I show up like slow and shit the like lasagna that. lasagna lad, well, he... He just makes real good lasagna. Yeah. That's his <laughs> He's going to show up late to the crime fucking ripping darts. <laughs> I could never be in the Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's a lot of reasons for that, but uh, mostly mm-hmm. just because, you know what I mean? I'm out here solving crimes that are like that are mainly like, yeah, you know, Italian deli based. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, it's true. I'm like the cutlet kid. You know it, I mean? ooh, oh, yeah, yeah. Right? Cutlet kid. <laughs> absolutely. I think Bucatini Bad Boy is still my favorite, but. Bucatini Bad Boy, that's good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, so I'm, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take all these into the consideration. The Rigatoni Racer. The Rigatoni Racist? <laughs> that's my supervillain. That's the guy that I battle. It's Johnny DeVito's the Bucatini Bad Boy, and he's always out there fighting the Rigatoni Racist. And I think <laughs> that's actually not bad. We could we, yeah. we could work with that. Yeah, you go. We could work with that. <laughs> I think we're just uh, we're just about at the end here. Do you want to uh, I don't know, wrap this up and not go to that mic? Yeah, <laughs> nice. yeah. Well, how much? What what time are we at? Uh, Forty eight. Okay. Well, I think we can. Um, what? Uh, okay. So tell me about when, uh, how you d- got into Wu Tang. Mm. I mean, I think the same as. Uh, same as any young boy, you know what I mean, in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was Rap City. And um, I remember watching the video mm-hmm. first. And, like, I knew who Wu-Tang was. But I think, like, Wu-Tang was, um, like, something that people just said. Mm-hmm. Or, like, people were, like, drawing, the like, the symbol and stuff like that. Yeah. So I was, like, I, I was aware of it, but I didn't know what it was or how to find it. Mm-hmm. And then one day I was watching um, uh, Much Music. And the mystery of chess boxing comes on. Mm-hmm. And the fucking video was so goddamn cool. They're wearing all this kind of shit. And mm-hmm. uh, it was just, it was so goddamn different and so, um, you know, so hard. But, you know, at the time, too, like, there, there, there's stuff in those lyrics that, you know, they're like, Som- something about this is fucking different. And so much so, excuse me, uh, to the point that, like, I needed to, like, seek it out. And at that time, when I was mm-hmm. um, looking for music and stuff, I was, like, diving as deep as I possibly could. Now, around the exact same time uh how high came out mm-hmm. and how high is a fantastic movie starring method man and red man right and through that kind of i think like a, a, a resurgence of like wu-tang kind of um every it was just kind of everywhere after that and then mm-hmm. i found uh wu-tang forever was the first one that i um the first cd that i ever bought i just yeah. that was the first one that i ever like held my hands on um and then i found this one after right um but finding um finding this was the shit because if you like nerd like music at like at that level i think as a young kid and you find something that there's just like nine mcs that are dope individually and this would have probably been i don't know around like 2001 2002 Mm -hmm. so like they all have multiple albums out already you know what i mean so all you have to do is just you know is just knock on those doors a little bit is just kind of kick them open and there's so much goddamn material there Mm -hmm. so um, then after that, I, th- I got uh, like a method, some method man CDs or whatever. I'm not exactly sure, but then I found like Raekwon only built for Cuban links. Right. And then it's, it's so it's funny because like you kind of, you go through and you're arguing with your friends in the schoolyard, like who's the best and shit. Mm-hmm. Cause it's always like everybody says method man, of course. Right. But if you're a rap fan, you're like inspector deck is the shit, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then like, but like, you know, Ghostface and Raekwon have this like cool fucking thing to get, you know what I mean? Right. So it was, um, there was so much there and, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, the well just, never really dried up right you know still still hasn't um so finding that was crazy there's a group of friends that uh I, w- I was in this like weird small town and we were just like walking into like stores and shit and like yeah. cruising around and i just kept asking to everybody in town if they had any wu-tang and that was just like the funnest day i just remember being like a child maybe like 10 years old running around and just like a like a ucd store and be like you don't got any fucking wu-tang <laughs> and then we were in a place and they had like every individual member <laughs> like a cd and shit we're like, but you don't got any fucking wu-tang <laughs> and uh yeah that made me that made me friends in a small yeah. town that i didn't know before and I just, like, did you this. like get into like the whole like uh like martial arts like movies and like i was heavy events. into that 
um already, already? yeah because mm-hmm. like i don't know my dad really, like put me into that um right put me into that shit and any kind of like action movies and stuff like that mm-hmm. but yeah especially bruce lee like that was i mean like a childhood hero already right so it was just like um like finding hip-hop and you're like oh, okay beats and rhymes those are dope and then you get a little bit older and you're like oh wait a minute like i like like hard shit like i'm yeah. talking about some real stuff and then you know what i mean when you just like add that layer on top you're just like oh this is the best thing ever right. yeah you know what i mean and that this is 93 um you know going like moving forward like if this doesn't exist with all those samples and the grimy sound the way it is then there's no operation doomsday mf doom you know what i mean there's no you know groundbreaking hip-hop and stuff like that that comes you know that comes out later i think as like a direct right. result from this you can you know shoot me if if you think I'm wrong, but I'm not. <laughs> What's your uh, least favorite Wu Tang album? My least favorite Wu Tang album, as they get, as they go, um, as it gets older, you know what I mean. Yeah. As they get, as they get on and stuff, I, I think like um, some of them are just like less cohesive yeah. or done in a time where, I, I don't know, I, I don't know what albums were recorded together, what albums were recorded just kind of where each members are just sending in verses and stuff. But there's an yeah, album yeah. called Eight Diagrams. Mm-hmm. Um, that I don't really like. Yeah. Yeah, that came out like um, around the time that I was like graduating and stuff like that. I'm sure there's some shit on there that's okay, or maybe I could go back to it. But I think mm-hmm. I dislike it so much is because when I bought it, I felt let down. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like as it like goes on, like more like recent albums too, it just kind of feels like doing it just for the sake of yeah. doing it. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like you said, yeah, just sending in their verses or whatever. They're not all actually like in a studio together. Yeah, exactly. Because you can tell like when somebody's like when um. Uh, when you have somebody like Inspector Deck that's just like fucking ripping hard, he's in Zarface right now too. Like Inspector Deck mm-hmm. is fucking still rapping his ass off, it's so fucking sick, mm-hmm. you know. So when you have something like that on, and then you get like a whack verse afterwards, you're like, who put this fucking thing together? Or yeah. like, um, um, or maybe it's just the like the wrong time, or like what? I don't, I don't, I don't know. Whatever the case, because they definitely, because there's still been like some some great shit, mm-hmm. um, you know, to come out. But you know, I think that um. You know, looking back at classic albums and stuff like that, you're never gonna like, you know, fucking crack the the concrete again. I think. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? That you, like you can't are with. Like recreate it. No, no, you can't. But like, you know, the best thing that you can do, I think, is just, um, you know, keep uh, keep doing what you do. Yeah. You know what I mean? In a like a sense of like, I don't know, bad religion isn't trying to change the, change yeah. the break the mold. Do you or think whatever. there's like po- uh, like point though to like keep doing it other than just like keep making money like at this point if they're not all like in a space together like creating something together cohesive kind of like a piece of art anymore it's all just kind of putting in their individual pieces yeah well i hope that the um you know the idea of uh of still like you know making the best beats is still in riz's best interest and i think that you know what i mean as professionals and shit they're all going to get in there and, and lay the the best shit down that you know what i mean that they're capable of so i'm mm-hmm. hoping that the skills are still there i think that's just up to like an individual especially like in in hip-hop that you know what i mean like you're always gonna like you're never not the shit right you know to you right but like it's up you know you're only as good as i think as your last verse so um if they're still hungry and they're still you know like throwing darts then they'll they'll, they'll definitely stick and some of them i think um you know like i said like inspector deck and uh and Method Man with uh, some of these new Method Man singles have just been mm-hmm. fucking uh, amazing, <laughs> right? So I think some of them are getting better with time. Yeah, well, yeah, no, I don't, like, obviously they're solo stuff, but I mean, like, as a group type thing. As a group, I haven't heard, like, a cohesive, uh, <laughs> you know, full, like, Wu-Tang, mm-hmm. um, like, kind of fucking uh, crew song in, in, in a minute. But mm-hmm. um, that being said, too, I think there's uh, probably an album or two floating out there, you know, that might come out in recent years or something that I'm not aware of or... Um, you know, maybe you haven't been like checking for it as hard. I'm sure it exists. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I got to. Yeah, I got. I got. I got faith in the Wu. <laughs> I got faith in the Wu Tang. I got faith in each individual member. Shout out to Beth Man and Red Man. Shout out mm-hmm. to fucking Grave Diggers for listening to that Rizzo shit. Mm-hmm. Fucking oh yeah. <laughs> I got my Uzi back. You dudes is whack. Shout out to Uzi back. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, keep uh, keep your your uh, keep the bees in your hearts the the exploding uh keep the bee dicks dick in your ab- abdomen keep in the your bee heart. dicks in your abdomen oh yeah i wonder if that's like a if anyone's like um i because i don't know how bestiality works if it's like a doesn't specific, work with bees 
Uh, well, that's what I'm thinking. If it's like a specific um, type of animal that you get attracted to, but I wonder if there's like a bee fetish. How are you gonna? How are you gonna fuck uh, a bee? Right? Yeah. Could you get like a bunch of bees like r- all around your hand and then start jerking off of them? Or, or something like that? they like all like form like a shape of like a dick or like a pussy? Like they have. You can't like get that. fucked by a bee, a, bu- a thousand bees that's just in the shape of a dick. Because <laughs> there's gonna be a bee at the tip. Like right? he's not attached to anything. He's gonna fly back and fly yeah. in and fly back and fly in. <laughs> what if they were all like connected by like a web? Of some sort. Then we're not if talking about bees anymore. <laughs> no, they would still be bees, but they were all like... Uh, Technologically advanced race of bees that has some kind of <laughs> no, membrane I mean, like, system that keeps yeah, them together. Yeah, well, I was thing. thinking like Jack, honey. Are you trying to fuck some bees? I was thinking like honey or something. Okay. I don't know. If they're like, I I don't know, big, big dick swinging bees, they're, imagine if <laughs> Just think about it. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna at all. I'm not. I'm not gonna entertain this idea for one iota of a second longer. Um, well, we love you guys. My girl wants to fuck a bee. I bought you a bee costume. Or if you buy me a bee costume, I'll hit it. I'll hit it. That's all no, good. I'm kidding. I'd leave the peas alone. It's black and yellow. It's my new, it's my new look. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. yeah right? <laughs> Tank Killer Johns. This is the... This is that uh, this is that Bugatini bad boy, the Kenosha Kickers. The Rigatoni. The Rigatoni. I'm fighting. I fight the Rigatoni racist. I fight the Rigatoni racist. Jesus. Ricotta. The Ricotta. It's Ricotta retard, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs>